0: Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It's Thursday, October 12th. And here we are, still answering financial questions, all these many months later. You know, we started the Daily Podcast way back in March of 2020. The pandemic had just started, and we were getting so many emails from people, and you were all so nervous. And Mark and I thought, well, we better better start talking to these people every day. And we've been doing seven shows a week since that time since March of 2020. So uh, we continue to do this. Uh, The time is not quite as tense as it was then. But you know, you still have financial questions, things come up, and we are so happy that you turn to us for some assistance. As a reminder, I am a certified financial planner. Mark is also designated a certified financial planner. We don't sell any product. We don't sell financial services. We sell our souls to you just as your friends. And, you know, I sell books and I sell the subscription service and all those kinds of fun things. But if you want a a little bit of a a nudge, a push, maybe a little coaching, give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the Contact Us button let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. All right, let's talk to Marcy, who's on the line from Pennsylvania.
1: Good morning, Jill and Mark. I'm so excited to be speaking to you guys today.
0: So what brings you to our airwaves today?
1: Well, I'm kind of at a, somewhat at a pivot point, I would say, in my career. Um, I've spent about almost the last 35 years working very hard, saving a ton maybe not thinking so much about then what. And now as I'm looking ahead, you know, sort of thinking about semi-retiring, you know, Have I feel like there's a number of decisions that we need to make over the next couple of years. And I would love your input on some of those decisions.
0: Okay. So there's a we, so there's a partner. So you are yeah. married and how old are you guys? I am 63 and my husband is 69. And are you both in semi-retirement or contemplating that? What, Where do each of you stand in terms of career?
1: So I have my own consulting firm, probably working 50% of what I used to work. My husband's cut back quite a bit, but still he's more in the arts. He has something he more is more of a, a hobby passionate type of career. Uh, so he's not making a ton of money at this point, but still loves what he does. So, you know, it's more about keeping ourselves busy and all of that, but I know I could retire now, but I'm just trying to think about kind of what to do because there's some moving parts.
0: So tell me what your combined income looks like right now
1: probably around 75,000 I would estimate
0: do you think that if you were looking forward um, you know you're 63 but if you look a, a couple of years like is this about where what you think you'll be making until you're claiming your own Social security or I don't know if your husband's claimed his or not but is this kind of the income you're targeting right now
1: actually I, I would like to work less all you know maybe over the next two years or so my my actual Working income could could go down even further than that. Maybe even closer to thirty to fifty.
0: And all we'll right. start to supplement it
1: with you know our savings.
0: We'll get to that in a second because you yeah, said you saved yeah. a ton, and I happen to know a ton may be an understatement because I read your email. So um, let's talk about a couple of things. So first of all, your husband is already claimed has already claimed Social Security, or is he delayed? He claimed
1: at full age. Uh, so, yes, he is taking Social Security. He's on Medicare. Uh, his Social Security is about 680 a month after his Medicare premiums.
0: Okay, got it. All right. Now, let's go through the savings. Let's start. You've got a, an emergency reserve fund?
1: Yes. Uh, I have right. emergency reserve, you know, 110000 or so.
0: All right. So, then tell me more about your tons and tons of saving.
1: We were late to the Roth you know, IRAs just because of our age, but we did start when those started. So between the two of us, we have about 230,000 in Roth IRAs.
0: Okay, great. Now, traditional IRAs.
1: So my husband uh, at different points has had access to IRAs. So he has about 170,000 in Uh, traditional IRA.
0: And for you, have you been putting money away in your own retirement plan? Like how have you been managing that since you're self-employed?
1: Okay. So I I started my career, I I worked close to 25 years in corporate America, literally from day one, started stashing every penny I could in what was for a long time, traditional IRAs, uh, excuse me, traditional 401ks at work. And then when I started my consulting business uh, about 15 years ago, a planner a C, uh, CFP recommended I open up a personal defined benefit plan which I had never heard of and it was probably the best thing I ever did so I throughout my last 15 well I had that plan open for 10 years when I was really making some good money consulting and put away probably 50% of my income every year almost so we sure. never really changed our lifestyle even though my income started, you know, going up when I had my own firm.
0: And the defined benefit plan, you said, did you close it down and roll that over?
1: I did. I closed it down uh, after ten years and rolled it to uh, traditional IRA.
0: So, how much in all of that pre-tax uh, retirement savings do you have right now?
1: Right now I now have about five and a half million.
0: Yeah. Mark, Mark, what kind of sounder could we have to warn people that they are going to hear from somebody who has saved a ton of money and they're going to complain to me? What What is the sounder that that is like? The should we have like a bomb? Should we like what's like I, like I celebrate this. I think this is amazing. I just want to know, Marcy. When you say you were making more money, like how much more money were you making in those years?
1: When I left corporate America, my income was, you know, somewhere between, let's say, 150 and 175, depending on bonuses. Okay. In my kind of go go years as a consultant, there were a number, there were probably five or six years where it was north of 250. But you know
0: what? You weren't making two million dollars. You weren't working for a big Wall Street bank. You just you you, you made money and you saved a ton of money. Correct. Is that the fair way to put it?
1: Correct. And I've been driving a 17 year old car. So if you saw me on the street, you would say, oh, yeah, there's a nice working woman. But, you know.
0: So this is fantastic. I mean, truly amazing. So congratulations on being an amazing saver. Really, it's, it's fantastic. Now, let me ask you a couple of other questions while I have you here. So, let's talk about income. Because at age 70, what do you got? Let's just say, like, both of your Social Security amounts will be about how much when you oh, reach 70?
1: Okay. I, I checked into that um, about 4,500 combined a month.
0: Fabulous. Great. Is there any other income? Do you have rental property or any other income distribution vehicles that are out there?
1: We have one investment property that we get like fourteen hundred a month. I mean, it, it you know, there's no mortgage. Mm-hmm. I'd like to sell that at some point. We're just sort of waiting for the, the tenants to, to, to move. Uh, we like them, so we don't want to kick them out. But okay, so more, yeah, you know, maybe five hundred a month if, if that were still going on. I would admit
0: about how much do you think your monthly need is?
1: Well, I've always kind of said about. You know, 125 a year is sort of what we spend, let me see. So, you know,
0: 10,000 10, a month, maybe Okay. pre-tax. Pre-tax. And that's All
1: right. really large, you know, for us.
0: Okay. I know you don't know how to spend money, you and your 17-year-old car. Obviously, you have plenty of money to retire, right? Because you've got six grand a month, which will be Social Security and rental income. And even if the rental income went away, you have $6 million. So you're in great shape, I guess, for you, tell me what the real questions – I know that this is going to be about how are we going to reduce the amount of money that's taxable to you. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh-huh.
1: that's part of it. And, again, I, I I know I don't have an issue, but I'm just trying to optimize at this point. Mm. So I haven't really thought about the future that much. So uh, a couple things. One is do we, we have a mortgage right now. Do I pay it off or not pay it off? We The house is worth about $1.1 million. The mortgage right now is about 380 390 left on it. You're going to cringe, but it's a 7-1 arm because when we moved to, you know, where we are now, like 9, 10 years ago, we had sold our old house. We were planning to pay cash for this house, and I, the rates were so low. I said, let me do the arm. I'll pay it off next year. And then I wound up investing it, you know, which turned out to be good. But I kind of like to get rid of that if I okay. could. And then the other thing is I've already done some, you know, I've used some of the online calculators. My RMDs, you know, if from what I have today... It, they're they're estimating will be like 325, 345 in that range, way more than I need and way more than I've ever had. It puts me in obviously a higher tax bracket. So my question is, should I start taking out maybe more substantial amounts from the IRAs between now and 72 when those- Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, no doubt. So what I'm thinking is this, right now you guys are- Oh, I don't know. You're probably hovering in the 12 or the 22% tax bracket, depending on the year. But I really would not worry about keeping it in the 12%. You just don't have enough time to get the money out. So what I would do is maximally, you would want to keep your income under about $330,000 between the two of you. And you can back into how much money that is and pay the 24% rate. Because you know what that is. That number is only going to potentially be higher as you retire. Now, the thing that's also kind of interesting, I don't know, like the mortgage payoff, it's fine. You just don't have a ton of money in non-taxable assets. So the brokerage account, you know, you're going to have to soak up some of the money there. So maybe the first thing we do is, you know, maybe number one, let's get 170 grand of your husband's traditional IRA, take it out. Let's be done with it. You know, you're going to pay the tax. It doesn't matter whether it's a Roth or not. You're going to need cash because you need cash to kind of finance the next few years, your seven years. And so you can live on that. So let's take the money out of his account, stop working so much so you don't pop us into a higher tax bracket. And then next year, you start working on your own account. You know, the thing about the house is I don't want to pull the money out of that account and pay down the house. I just feel a little bit like, I don't want to soak up that liquidity. I, in other words, I don't want to pull the money out to pay the tax and then soak up that liquidity. If for some reason you said that the investment property, how much is that worth?
1: Oh, like 220
0: So if you're going to eventually sell that, that'll help you with your liquidity issue. Meaning when I say liquidity, I mean you have plenty of liquidity. It's just that it's not been taxed yet. So if you have that property, then you're going to really be able to get a lot of this money out of your IRA next and start whittling that down and paying the taxes at the maximal 24% tax bracket. Don't go above that, though. And then I think it's really about managing this process so that you enjoy yourselves you know you've, you've spent a good chunk of your career being super savers and you should enjoy yourself I, I don't really think there's anything you know bad about this do you have all of your um uh your your estate planning done is and like where where do you have kids i didn't even ask you about yeah that. we have it
1: we have a daughter we have a, a grandchild which is the best thing ever uh there so she's married she's you know she's all settled, which is great. All of our state documents are done, wills, you know, power of attorney, all the, all that good stuff. So that's totally check, check the box. The one other thing you didn't specifically mention, but since you didn't mention it, I'm thinking it's a no. You know, everybody says we should be doing Roth conversions, but I kind of look at that like I'm not sure that makes sense. And I don't really, as you said, the reason we don't have a lot of after-tax money, by the way, is we wound up buying a condo last year in our daughter's uh, town in her city so that we can mm. visit maybe. Uh, (laughs) So the money that I was quote unquote going to use to pay off, you know, it's, it's a much less expensive condo than our house. So the money I was going to pay off my current mortgage, we wound up buying cash for a
0: condo so we could be near the granding okay all right well so like right now um I don't I don't see a huge reason to convert to a Roth I mean you could potentially it's kind of like we want to see how things go I just want you to have more liquidity at the end of the day it's sort of you get to the same thing that you know your, your daughter's going to inherit a ton of money you, there's no way you're spending all this down what's her tax bracket right now by the way
1: their combined income is um, probably about 175. Something like
0: that. Yeah. So she's probably going to be in a lower tax bracket than you. So if she inherits her IRA, that's fine. I mean, you look, you know, it's kind of a bet on where tax brackets go. And uh, I'm not so convinced that for her it's gonna go way higher, but we'll see, right? And uh, stop working so hard, Marcy. For God's sakes. I mean, I never I never say that, you know, but really it's uh It's been an amazing um, ride for you and you have done a phenomenal job of saving. So I really think you're in great shape. And if things change, if tax laws change, if anything's going on, you want to, you know, give us a holler, of course, you're welcome to come back on the air because you've been very pleasant.
1: Can I ask you one last quickie, quickie? Funding a 529 for the grandchild.
0: Yeah, but that's just eating up some of your liquidity. I mean, yes, fine. Again, if there's way more money, that's fine. Don't worry about this kid. Really? I mean, you could honestly, at that point, you could probably just pay for tuition eventually. God willing, you should be around. But you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's just, that's not going to be an issue. If you, like Marcy, need some assistance, you want some help and a something going on in your life, all you need to do is give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. You fill out the form. And if you want to come on the air, check that box. Mark does everything else. We uh, always like to remind you that you could do something nice for someone else today and it would make that person feel really good. It's probably going to make you feel really good. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.